Coming up next, the bookening changes your life. Hey everybody, welcome to The Bookening. I'm Nathan. I'm your humble and obedient host. That's Jake. He's your pastor who's a master of reading or books. That's me. Yep. And today, Jake, we're going to change their life with one simple fact, right? Oh, yeah. And that fact is that Brandon couldn't join us on the podcast. Yeah, and now your life will be changed. Yeah, you should probably change your life by listening to a different podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, Brandon, I don't know. He had a busy week with his job or something like that something he's always got some excuse to not hang out with us these days yeah but we'll be back with king arthur very soon next week i hope but the point is we promised you the most clickbaity of booking episodes and we are going to deliver by telling you the one book that will make you rich i thought it was going to be the Top 10 books that'll make you rich. The top 10 books that will make you rich. Do we actually have a list of 10 here? Well, I thought that's what you were going to do after I, like, I thought I gave you a bunch of list stuff and I thought you were going to... Oh, make it into a list? Yeah, make make the stuff I sent into a list or something. Uh, well, Jake sent me lots of good suggestions, folks. Where, <laughs> where are they? This, now, they're not in Slack. They're in our messages. Oh, yes. Here we go. So let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. All right, if I'm just going off of your list, we have a top twelve, the top twelve books that will make you rich. <laughs> should we order them or should we just like go with them in the order that I re- I put them? I think I'm gonna go I'm gonna take us through them reverse reverse order. order. So I'll I name think the that's book. Probably good. And then you Tell and, and and remember, folks. If you want to be rich, then <laughs> number seven will shock you, or, or whatever. Okay, so going in reverse order. These this is from like the entire canon of books that the Bookening have read. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That's the number twelve book that will make you rich. Because because you just need to. You'll learn that you just need to luck into becoming the favorite child of an eccentric recluse billionaire. And that's not at all weird, creepy, or strange. Yeah, just luck into being the non-creepy, weird, or strange favorite child of a reclusive billionaire. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin did it with Michael Jackson, (laughs) quite famously. (laughs) Actually, he was, I don't think that's what made his career, though. I think he was. No, he was already famous. I don't know how the Culkins became famous. I think he just had a overbearing mother or something like that. It's usually child actors get started. Might be another tip, but I don't know if there's a book where someone has an over book. Well, actually, there might be one coming up later on our list. Yeah. So in order to do that, don't be a brat or you'll have some kind of karmic punishment. And yeah, there you go. You'll be rich. Okay. Number 11. (laughs) Number 11. Yeah, Dune. Kill sandworms. 
<laughs> Hang on a second here. <laughs> <laughs> Kill sandworms, bed hot chicks, do lots of drugs, and get vengeance on all of your enemies. Now, I'm trying to think who that has actually worked for outside of Paul Atreides. <laughs> Probably somebody. This is rock and roll, right? Rock and yeah, roll stars. Rock and roll stars, <laughs> drug cartels. <laughs> uh, Walter White. Yeah, Walter White, Scarface. Really, if you think about it, we didn't say get rich morally. We just said... Get, the, get that money. Get that money. So Get that paycheck. And go into, you don't go worry into about th- dying by the- <laughs> Well, there you go. Uh, anything else that needs to be said about how to get rich from... Doom? I don't think so, man. I think that's the lesson. I think it's a good one. Yep. I think it's a great lesson. And yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> nothing else to say about that. All right. 1984, our number... What would this be? 10. ten our number 10 book that will make you rich. Just learn to love Big Brother. Just learn to love Big Brother. The MTV reality series, maybe? <laughs> yeah, definitely. You think anyone's ever gotten rich from loving? Is that still a thing? I think maybe they're rebooting it, actually. I think I saw that headline somewhere. Huh. Is, is, wait, is Big Brother the one where they're all in the house? I don't know. What's the original MTV? Real World? Real World, yeah. I'm going to get confused with Real World. I don't know what the difference between Big Brother and Real World is. Real World, they're all in a house, and it's like a bunch of sexy 20-somethings. And Mm -hmm. I don't know what else happens, because... It's just sexy 20-somethings having sex and drama. Yes, I never watched that. I watched a lot of MTV in my ill-spent youth, but mostly it was watching... uh, What's that guy that's contributed so much to humanity... The top Carson 10. Daly. Carson Daly. Yes. Total Request Live. Total Request Live. I don't know why Time Magazine hasn't featured him as their person of the year in all the time we've known him. All right. Next, The Moon. This one even has money in the title. The number nine book that will make you rich. The Moon and Sixpence. Forget money. Just make art. Yeah. You don't have to be rich. You can be rich with whatever richness you get from making art like satisfaction are you satisfied i don't know he didn't seem very satisfied i think this is just like throw this list out the window and because forget that you're just compelled to make art yeah if you're an artist the trumpet of the swan i think we need to flip-flop oh yeah like oh that one and the one above it okay so yeah i think you're right so johnny tremaine Johnny Tremaine, because if a crippled kid can overcome the odds and make it, you can too. Mm-hmm. Did Johnny Tremaine make it? Yeah, he made it. I mean, he was, what was he at the end? He Did he have a good job or anything? He ended like up being that? like apprenticed, I don't know. He was working I with Paul Revere, Paul I guess. Revere, yeah. He ended up yeah. being apprenticed to Paul Revere or something like that. Being okay. Back into silversmithing. I thought. Yeah, I think you're right. And yep, so if Johnny Tremaine can do it, you can too. The... Trumpet of the Swan. Because if a stupid swan can make it, you can too. Yeah, if E.B. White can make it writing a book about a stupid swan, then I think you could probably write a book. I don't know. I don't know. The more distance we get from the Trumpet of the Swan, the less sure I am what on earth he was trying to do. Okay. The Hobbit. The Hobbit. Because the Hobbit will fortify your heart to step out your front door and embrace an adventure of dragon slaying personal growth. Dragon slaying personal growth. Now, I personally, 
as a reformed Christian, I like to use the metaphor of slaying dragons. I yeah, think I think that that's the only metaphor we're allowed to use. Well, I thought I came up with it. Aren't I the only person that uses that metaphor? I, I think you are, yeah. Uh, kill the dragon, get the girls, yeah. what I, I hear you say. Mm-hmm. I've never heard I mean, that anywhere it, else before. It's kind of like the church. It's like the there's 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 yeah, there's, there's layers of metaphor. Yeah, it's like the fairy tale thing that that harkens to like something deeper and real, like mm-hmm. meta. That like goes back to scripture or something, the Garden of Eden and yeah. the Book of Revelation. People yeah. like stories, and if you can tie yeah. your thing to story, you know what? I'm being sarcastic, but I've heard I've heard it done well. I've also <laughs> heard it done really stupid, so lamely. But I have heard it done well. It's, I think it's, t- it's time well, to retire it's worth, that one. It's worth doing well because those things are real. But man, yeah, no, we were, uh, we, were, we were just talking about a... Doing people ruin great yeah, things do, all the time. Pe- people do ruin great mm-hmm. things. But, but hey, we were just today talking about potential lesson that I might give for Church of the King. And I was like... I'm going to compare it to Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, which is totally less lame than dragons. <laughs> so much so much less lame <laughs> than dragons. But you know what? I bet it works. I bet it'll work. I don't know. People come to Church of the King, Evansville, Indiana. We meet every Sunday. Okay. Number, I don't know what number this is, but we're, we're, getting, we're getting there, man. If people aren't already rich, then yeah. they're going to be rich. The Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah, well, because you in the chronicles of narnia learn how any idiot can become king of the beasts when there aren't any other people around and any you get to be rich because you're the king jake of the beasts are you bringing <laughs> our innocent little filler episode <laughs> <laughs> that we're doing just to do something and you're saying you're calling aslan any idiot <laughs> <laughs> no, I was talking about like Peter one star, my Lucy, friend. <laughs> Peter and Susan and Lucy and Edmund. Yeah, he's like, oh, humans! You just enter a world of stupid beasts, and you can become king of the beasts because you're the only people around. Yep. Yeah. If yeah, yeah. Well, I love Chronicles of Narnia, but that nope. was a funny take. You hate of. it. One star. <laughs> That's right. Yes, Lewis deserved better. <laughs> he would have been deeply hurt that you have any criticisms whatsoever about anything. Yeah, if there's one person did. that would be really offended by my criticisms <laughs> criticisms of him at BCS Lewis. Yeah, him yeah, and A. Such, a. Milne together, really insecure people. Yeah, such a proud, they need an yeah. army of people to come to their defense and assume the worst of anybody who has a critical <laughs> thought about them. <laughs> they really do. They really do. <laughs> <laughs> if we could put together that army then I, oh it sounds like a real challenge because not a lot of people get really defensive on behalf of a milner c.s lewis in my hey, experience yeah there's an idea if you're looking to get rich maybe you can create an army of people who are mad yeah, uh, yeah. apologists for c.s lewis yeah the gospel coalition sort of it exists i guess it's, they're all, they're not really apologists, though. Everybody likes C.S. Lewis. I don't know. Okay, never mind. Bleak House. Bleak House. Because if you can persevere through Bleak House and Dickens, you can persevere through anything. It, it is an exercise in equipping you with the character and skill set necessary to gain wealth in the midst of real sorrow, suffering, pain, torture, sadness. 
misery. I just can't say enough about Bleak House as a as a tool for training you to do the yeah. hard things it takes to yep. to get rich. Yep. Yep. Well, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I have nothing else to say on the matter. Ready Player One. Because it's a guide to the future. Like like Marty's Almanac and Back to the Future Two. Mm-hmm. To do? Yeah. Back to the Future Two. So Ready Player One. Ernest Klein and his genius has mapped out the future for us. And if you have somebody that prescient who's mapped out the future for us, get the map and you'll be able to see your way through the future and game the system and uh, get out of the curve, get super rich. So definitely Ready Player One deserves to be right up near the top of the list. Yes. And maybe it could make us rich by making people motivated to get our Patreon up a little bit so that we can do Ready Player Two. Yeah, yeah. Get the Patreon up to two thousand. We'll do Ready Player Two, and we'll get that. Even that, more that of, may even be a better book than Ready Player One. Who knows? Who's to say? Is it possible? I don't know whether it's possible, but there's only one way to find out. And unfortunately, if there's that one person to read it, if there's one one person that can top the genius of Ready Player One, it's the man who wrote Ready Player One himself, following it with a strong sequel. So, yep. we'll have to see. Ernest. Klein, the ever prescient Ernest Klein, a man who predicted that someday, far in the future, nerds would indulge in masturbatory exercises that are useless to everyone. Yep. Number two. May it never be. Uh, yeah. East of Eden. Number two, East of Eden. Because East of Eden will legit help you deal with the crippling trauma that holds you back from life and healing and health and bold risk-taking and creating a new life for yourself. So, yeah, I mean, East Eden probably actually could help make you rich. I, I think probably of the ones we've said so far, that one and our number one choice are probably the two most sure paths to any kind of wealth. Yes, <laughs> I think that's right. So although East Eden also might make you just happy to be Samuel, whatever his last yeah. name is, and just, yeah. what is his last name? O'Reilly, I think. Same, Seamus yeah. O'Reilly. Seamus O'Reilly, yeah. It'll make you happy to be Seamus O'Reilly and uh, just say platitudes and be poor and yeah, great. And, and all that jazz. And all that jazz. Okay, number one, uh, Pride and Prejudice. Because everyone knows that a man in possession of a great fortune is in want of a wife. I would acknowledge that to be true. And so, ladies, you want wealth? Marry rich. That simple. Get it done. Lots of people have done it. Might as well do it. That, that's what you're after. No, I think, I think, I don't even know that that's good advice. I mean, wait. <laughs> <laughs> what I meant to say was, was like a Freudian slip. Is it a Freudian slip when you accidentally say, yeah, I don't even know that that's bad advice. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> if, if, if what you want out of life is to be rich, then marry rich. Marry rich. But it's your sure path to, to getting what you want. Whether or, not, whether or not that's something you should want, it's another question. Up for no, debate. But if, if you... if you Not even up for debate. It's not what you should want. But, no. you know, you, you click this list because you thought that's what you wanted. So that's what you want. That's the way to do it. Right. We flipped the script on you. Gotcha. We, we drew you in. But really, there's more to life than money. Yeah. Well, there's our list. The, num- the top 12 books that will make you rich. Awesome. 
I'm trying to think if there's actually what the, what the actual answer to this question is, <laughs> whether, whether there is one, the number one. Okay. What, what is the number one thing that you actually need to do to be rich? Well, let's, let's figure that out and then we can figure out. Are we talk, we're talking strictly finances. Maybe not strictly, but it has to include finances. So the book that will give you your fair share of earthly happiness, shall we say. I, I realize Proverbs. that, yeah, there's not, that nobody has a fair share of earthly happiness. I'm not talking doctrinally here, folks, but that has to be a book that we've read. Maybe it is Jane Austen, since, she, since we always say she comes the closest to Proverbs. I don't know about you. I, I have read Proverbs, so. Now, it has to be a book that we've read, Jake. But, but I've read it. You've read Proverbs? Mm-hmm. All of them? Mm-hmm. From the Bible? Yep. Okay. <laughs> I've something, something that we've read for the show mm. i don't know I, I feel like yeah austin austin or tolstoy or east of eden are going to be your best bet simply because they're dealing with moral virtue mm-hmm. there's no sure way to wreck yourself than to marry the wrong person or to not deal with yourself in the places where you need to be dealt with right and in terms of books we've read that actually help you grow as a person, the kind of person that is mature and strong and would have the wisdom and tools to to build wealth, to be rich. I'm going to go with Austin or Tolstoy. You can, the, the path, the structure of The Hobbit gets mm-hmm. you there. But I don't know that it's as ennobling or as insightful or helpful as Austin or Tolstoy. So yeah, if I was going to de- de- design like a self help seminar, I might use The Hobbit first because it's got a basic hero's journey, and I'm sure you could, as we were making fun of a moment ago, you could take the hero's journey and map a self help strategy. Yeah, I mean, it really it's really easily. easy. It falls off the page with something like The Hobbit. Bilbo doesn't want to get out of his front door, but it, you have to take risks, and mm-hmm. he goes and he takes risks, and he has a series of adventures that lead to personal growth and places where he's weak. And he finds inner strength in places that he wouldn't find and has to make hard decisions. And um, yeah, and our TED Talk could have things like knowing when to wake up a dragon and how to talk to a dragon and when to well, answer riddles with riddles. And, and yeah, when to... When to... When to be invisible. When to be invisible. Yeah, when to be invisible. When to turn on Thorin. You know, mm-hmm. when to go, when, when to be the one person who goes against the flow, mm-hmm. um, all that sort of thing. If our TED Talk was on how to come up with an innovative idea or a strategy for a business or something, I think I probably would go with Austin or Tolstoy, though, because it seems to me that if you're going to come up with something like that, you need to understand human nature and what humans want. And those are the two books or the two series of books, the two authors that will give you most insight into the vast mass of humanity and the kinds but, of things but, that they But even, even then, something like The Hobbit's going to give you broader principles that can be applied more generally or more specifically as you... I don't know. I think tying myself into The Hobbit... Uh, the Hobbit uh, is, is actually the book that will make you the most rich. In terms of just like big picture... Here's a handful of principles. If you actually had the wherewithal, strength, and diligence to just do them, 
and just you, do them and nine keep times coming out of 10, back you'd to be them. successful. Yeah. yeah. Keep coming back to them, keep coming back to them. And you don't even have to get as specific in your insight as, or as deep as Austin or Tulsa. How many successful people don't have that? Lots mm-hmm. and lots and lots. But what they do have are these general principles. Right. The Hobbit is, <coughs> is like the Dale Carnegie of fiction or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's the. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever read that? Put that guy? on a t-shirt. <laughs> the Hobbit is the Dale Carnegie of fiction. I love it. Did you ever read How to Win Friends and Influence I People? No. I know you have. Yeah. I, well, I mean, how else would you explain all my friends and influence? <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly not natural. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, came straight out of the box. Came straight out of the box, completely pre-programmed. I, I, read, I remember reading somewhere that Dale Carnegie himself was actually not a very likable guy that you always kind of felt like he was doing a formula when you ran into him in real life he'd be like here's my stock anecdote that i tell in a situation like this i don't know if that's true or not but obviously that's the kind of thing that people want to be true so i would say approach that one with a grain of salt kind of like mr roger being a sniper no that whole book is like you should remember someone's name when you meet them they will feel validated by you repeating back their name now here's 14 stories of like General Ulysses S. Grant and how he re- would make a habit of remembering people's names and he became president. And here's the story of Abraham Lincoln and how he taught himself to remember one time he forgot to say somebody's name and then he hiked all the way to three towns over so that he could say that guy's name. And you should just be like that guy. Yay. And it's really helpful. I recommend it. If you, I mean, uh, if I would say if you could read any, any of those, any of those kinds of books, how to win friends and influence people is the first and best. And I've I've read my share of self-help books. I find it fascinating, even when I don't agree with it or care about it at all, or am cynical about it. I just find the whole genre really interesting. I don't even know why exactly. Maybe because I'm insecure and desperate for strategies for success yeah maybe but also desperation is a fine driver of success in my opinion yeah exactly although it's just interesting to see how people distill basic truths the different formulas and metaphors and handles that they find you know mm-hmm. <sighs> so the hobbit and dale carnegie those are your two recommendations <laughs> yes my my personal two recommendations right there yeah. I've not Did read you? Dale Carnegie, but yeah, what else is there to say? Uh, yeah, those books will make you rich. Uh, seriously, folks, thanks for hanging with us through this episode. If indeed you're <laughs> still here, we we really were planning on doing King Arthur, but hey, we do 52 of these a year or whatever it is we do. And Brandon, that's one of the reasons why we need to pay Brandon. We need some leverage in that man's life. Yeah, no, I'm seriously, seriously, folks, give give me and Jake a little bit more leverage so we can say, hey, of course, Brandon loves doing the podcast and he's not going anywhere. This is not a threat or anything like that. But I'm just saying, let's get let's get that Patreon up. It's patreon.com forward slash the booking. And we got to get it up to 2K so that we can pay Brandon, which he's deserved for a long, long time. And so that we can read Ready Player Two. And we've talked about throwing another book in there, like a book that people might actually like something of value, something yeah. of literary quality. 
to go along with the value and literary quality of Ready Player Ready Two. Player two. Yeah. But we don't, we didn't really have an idea of what the next sort of, so we've held for the paywall before for Patreon. We've used Harry Potter, Narnia, and Tolkien, and King Arthur, and people seem to like and want to pay for all those things. I'm not sure what the next thing is. So I don't know, patrons and fans and people that are listening, if you have an idea of what it is that you might like to give us money for, let us know. Let us know, please. And I don't know, Jake, I guess we might as well call out our lovely patrons today. Yeah, let's do it. I feel like Frankenstein's going to win the day. We will find out. There's only one way to find out. And that is to read off the patrons and see what Jake says, which I will begin to do now. As I said, go to patreon.com forward slash the booketing to become a patron, much like the lovely Robert and Rhonda the Lovebirds. Robert and Rhonda, Robert and Rhonda the Lovebirds. Hey, it looks like Frankenstein's not showing himself. The it's not going to be right without Dracula. It's not a fair fight without Dracula present. So. That's true. And can we admit that Frankenstein is the lamest of those two <laughs> by far? No, I refuse to admit the very obvious truth that Frankenstein's <laughs> the lamest of monsters. Okay, I don't, I don't think that you should admit the obvious truth that Frankenstein is the <laughs> lamest of monsters. What a turkey that book is. <laughs> I mean, I I just, every time I go to the store, this is not true at all, but (laughs) But every time here to, but to pad this episode, every time I go to any store, Jake, a gas Uh, station, a hot dog stand, anything, I I see like a, a Norton critical edition of Frankenstein. (laughs) It's all right. <laughs> yeah, and people are treating it like literature. And I'm like, why are you treating this like anything but some crap that a 19-year-old girl wrote that happened to align with some romantic. The story of Frankenstein's interesting, Percy Shelley, Mary Shelley, all that stuff, but Yeah, you know, we we did episodes on that, Nathan. I think people can go find and hear about that. Yep, they'll they learn about the story of Percy and What's her face? Uh, Little Anthony Cigar Store. Little Anthony Cigar Store. The Immortal Chelsea E. The Immortal Chelsea E. Jimmy Beam and Little Annie Oakley. Jimmy Beam and Little Annie Oakley. Lily of the Valley. Lily of the Valley. Andrew Nestor the Lovebirds. Andrew Nestor the Lovebirds. The Keith Master. The Keith Master. David's Mighty Men Trucking. David's Mighty Men Trucking. John and Jill and Little Baby Max. John and Jill and Little Baby Max. Jay and Katie who are cold and love cheese and also C.S. Lewis including two-way of faces. Jay and Katie who are cold and love cheese and are wrong. Fairy Princess of Wonder and Happiness, Mother Beth. Fairy Princess of Happiness and Wonder, Mother Beth. Console Prime Adam. Console Prime Adam. Jeremy the Dark-Hooded Lord of Death. Jeremy the Dark-Hooded Lord of Death. Nathan, not me. Nathan, not Nathan. Maya the Dark-Hooded Lady of Death. Oh. Are we really losing Maya? Maya, I don't know whether I want to, I don't really want to lose Maya. But I don't know. I thought we, maybe we'd try that on for size and see how we liked it. Maya, the dark-hooded lady of death. Maya! Maya! Uh, Ryan, the Red Avenger, and Judith of the Ladies of Justice. Ryan, the Red Avenger, and Judith of the Ladies of Justice. DJ Sammy G. DJ Sammy G. Benny and Dana Tiberius. Benny and Dana Tiberius. Eric and Catherine from Yon Window Breaks. Eric and Catherine from Yon Window Breaks. Professor and Lady X. Professor and Lady X. Man, I remember the days when the list used to be done with Professor and Lady X. Yeah. 
But that was before Lavender's Green, Dylan, Dylan, Lavender's Blue. Lavender's Green, Dylan, Dylan, I love you too. And Noah Constrictor. Noah Constrictor. And Marachip. Marachip. And the Fair and Fragrant Maiden Chloe. The fair and Fragrant Maiden Chloe. And Anthony who is cold and hates life, liberty, and the pursuit of cheese. <laughs> it's not the pursuit of bees. <laughs> no, the, they're coming oh, that's out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anthony who's cold and hates life, liberty, and the pursuit of cheese. Jiu-Jitsu Jeffrey the Texas Ranger. Jiu-Jitsu Jeffrey the Texas Ranger. Rachel. Rachel. Midnight Ninja Ellen. Midnight Ninja Ellen. Return of the Jedediah. Return of the Jedediah. Jay of Rack and Ruin. Jay of Rack and Ruin. Timothy the Writer at Dawn. Timothy the Writer at Dawn. And here they are, Eric and Kate, the Camp Champ Kings, who are warm and love bees. (laughs) (laughs) Eric and Kate, the Camp Champ Kings, who are warm and love bees. I have no regrets. Uh, (laughs) Maddie, 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 Matt, man. Sweet Jamie Sunshine. Sweet Jamie Sunshine. Tyler and Laura, the keepers of eternal darkness and light. Tyler and Laura, the keepers of eternal darkness and light. Respectively, of course. Cold Steel Cody. Cold Steel Cody. Jacqueline the Librarian. It reminds me of those infomercials at night. Cold Cold Steel Steel. Cody. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Jacqueline the Librarian Barbarian. Jacqueline the Librarian Barbarian. John Bombadillo Bomb Diggity and Captain Tennille, his mate. John Bombadillo Bomb Diggity and Captain Tennille, his mate. Are you talking about like Shamrock kind of? Or ShamWow? Not Shamrock. ShamWow, those kind of old infomercials? Yeah. Yeah. There's like a knives, like a Cutco kind of like Cold yeah, Steel yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. I don't know. With your Cold Steel Cody. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where were we? Did we get, did we say John Bombadillo Bomb Diggity? Yeah. Uh, saxophone Alex. Saxophone Alex. The other saxophone Alex. And the upstairs. other saxophone Alex. Orion, the terror of Texas, and Erica of, of the Cream and Crimson, who are stuck in the cold, please send cheese. Okay. <laughs> I hope somebody sent them some cheese. We've been saying that for Ryan, now. the terror of Texas. Nicely done. And help. <laughs> Think about where he is. Eric of the. Eric of the Texas. He's. Oh, is he in Texas now? I have yeah. no idea. Oh, well, it's of the cream and crimson. Of the cream and crim and Eric of the cream and crimson. And they're stuck in the cold. Please send cheese. They're stuck uh, in the cold. Please send cheese. Was was this Ryan and Eric? Yeah. No, they're not stuck in the cold anymore. Or maybe they are. They're not going to be stuck in the cold for long. That's right. That's right. They'll be in. Please send cheese. Yes. Well, they presumably can still. Maybe send some cheese. Maybe it'll be easier for some people. Uh, ben Solo and Kylo Ren. Ben Solo and Kylo Ren. John, the Cosmic King of Chaos. John, the Cosmic King of Chaos. Matthew, the Mind Flayer. Matthew, the Mind Flayer. We were definitely not reading Dune when we when Matthew <laughs> yes. joined us. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. There's 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 a nice kind of dark turn there with the Cosmic King of Chaos and the Mind Flayer. One of my personal favorites, donor shout out names. Annie, are you okay? Get your gun. Annie, are you okay? Get your gun. Flight of the Valerie. Flight of the Valerie. Thor Ragnajosh. Thor Ragnajosh. Steven dot dot dot. <laughs> Steven dot dot dot. And a Pegalodon. Pegalodon. And Jake, we need to welcome Christopher oh, to the Christopher, donor shout out family. Christopher, welcome. Thanks now, for interestingly, joining us. Christopher has supported us for a long time, but he's always given 
like $9.99 or something he like that. He didn't want that donut. Like, he really out. didn't want a donor shout out. <laughs> but something's changed because he upped his game by a penny or something like that. Yeah. Cool. Maybe more. I don't remember. I'm sorry, Christopher, if you're now giving us thousands of dollars. But uh, the, the point is, he clearly went from probably like his Facebook picture was like a plant and now it's like a picture of him flexing his muscles or something yeah. like that. Like he, he's Still gone green though, but like the Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's gone from like, don't look at me to see green, my muscles. Yep. Green like the Hulk. So what are we going to call? It was probably all because he's been like working up. He's like, I need that. I want that donor shout out name, but I'm too shy. I'm too reserved. I don't know if people love me enough. And so he overcame it just for us, all his crippling shyness. Yeah. And so now we have to come up with a name. Uh, I'm going to say Christopher the Hulking Flower Child. Christopher the Hulking Flower Child. Can he be the Hulking Flower Man? The Hulking Flower? How about we just call him Christopher the Flower Hulk? There you go. That's so much better. (laughs) Christopher... The Flower Hulk or Flower Hulk Chris or I don't know. We'll see what kind of sticks, but Christopher the the Flower Hulk is amazing. I love it. You are the Flower Hulk. You are so infinitely welcome. We have artists, plenty of artists that, that listen to this show. Very talented artists. And we need to see a picture of the Flower Hulk. That's right. And Christopher, we want to thank you for putting yourself out there, for moving up, for coming into the light. Mental health is an important issue. We support it. We're big fans on the bookening. Give us give us uh, pictures of the Flower Hulk, and we will uh, send something to Christopher, who's been a longtime supporter. Mm-hmm. And he's taking some big steps in his life, and we want yeah, to support him. Yeah, he's really him. growing as he's a really person growing. here. And so if you love- From a small weed into a- Into a Flower Hulk. Flower, flower yeah. Hulk, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you love Christopher, if you love the booking, if you love mental health, then <laughs> you will draw a picture of the Flower Hulk. And there's no other two ways about it. No other two ways about it. There's already, there are already two ways. You draw the picture or you <laughs> there don't. There are no others. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess you could th- draw half the, I don't know. We could probably come up with two other things you could do. But- All right, folks, speaking of your welcome, you are welcome for this episode. I think this is two kind of episodes more on this side of the bookening's flavor spectrum in a row, but I I hope to be coming back with some very cool and intellectual and smart, smart, totally not stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Cool, intellectual and smart. (laughs) Stuff about King Arthur. I'm really looking forward to that. And we are still, we still got to I, I mean, Arthur, Arthur could easily be at the top of our list. Just have yeah. some watery tart, throw you a sword and mm-hmm. become king. Yep. And we're talking about the aardvark, Arthur. Yes, uh, yeah. Remember when the watery tart. <laughs> <laughs> it was a literally a Python quote. Come on. Yes, I know. I know. I've seen the movie. I'm a nerd. I can quote it. I, it's not that nerdy, actually. Yeah, I know. That's the thing, is, is, is the, the people that quoted Monty Python in high school 
were not the nerds. The people, they were, yeah, they were like the bullies and the I don't know what they were. They were they were like the people who quoted Monty Python in high school were like um, dude bros from blue collar families. Yes, hundred percent. Uh, in my case, I, uh, that's, we, we never watched Monty Python. That was like does some lowbrow stuff and crass and blasphemous and yeah, exactly. If you had, I mean. I don't remember. I, I my, my parents didn't like Monty Python because it was it was weird and it was gross and yeah and blasphemous. Yeah. So yeah, we we eventually saw uh, Search for the Crystal Skull or whatever that movie's called. But I'm I'm well versed in Monty Life Python. Life of Brian. Life of Brian. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, but I never did have much admiration for the people that could quote a lot of. Monty Python, because they weren't like the cool comedy nerds that <laughs> I liked. No. You'd, you'd sort of think that they would be, but... No, no that wasn't the kind of people that like slapstick. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd, I'd take a Tommy Boy quoter, I think, over a Monty Python quoter. Same guy. Same yeah, people. it is the same guy. It is the same guy. You're right. I was trying to throw a bone to that guy, but taking the bone away. Nope. Adam Sandler and Chris Farley and Monty Python. All same class of comedy in terms well, it's, of who who is attracted to it, which is school. weird because Monty Python is says things like tarts and water. It's so intellectual compared to an Adam Sandler comedy, but somehow they attract. They have enough bathroom sensibilities and things like that. I think that yeah, and there's a certain level of, of absurdism that we can all enjoy. I guess cross the aisle. Okay, well, I'm glad we litigated Maybe that. Monty Python's the the unifier. Is Monty Python the unifier? Its ability to pack in some sophisticated jokes for the highbrow and while still appealing to the lowbrow masses or like Shakespeare. Yeah. Maybe Monty Python basically is Shakespeare. That's, I don't know. I don't know. I was always kind of, I really like Monty Python when I like Monty Python, but when I don't like Monty Python, I really don't like Monty Python. Yeah. I feel the same way. Like you would think that I of all people would just be a huge Monty Python fan. Like they do so many things that I love, like the absurdist kind of, yeah sensibility but we interrupt this interruption yeah just the the old man creeping up and saying it's and then going into (laughs) and he got got cut off every time i like that kind of thing they they innovated all kinds of stuff that have i'm sure has found its way one way or another into like chip and lance and stuff like that but i still am kind of hit and miss on them in terms of my actual enjoyment level i like them more for their like as a historical text or whatever so there you go. I think that maybe the dude bros just ruined it. Maybe if the dude, dude bros hadn't liked it, then I would have owned it more than I did. But boy, you would have. The dude bros really, really owned that one for whatever reason. Okay. Well, there you go, folks. You're welcome. And goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>